shit. They even open. Uh-oh. Hello so and fun. welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. Look. That it, it didn't even it didn't even open. Cheers, ah. bro. All right. I mean, my name oh, there we go. Is Got it. My co-host is trying to open a beer. There you go. Is Mr. Trying to Open a Beer, Nabil Walani. And on today's episode, we're going to talk some fantasy football. We're going to talk some championships for the state of Georgia. Uh, we're going to talk some playoffs. Playoffs. And uh, talk about the Bears. We're also going to talk about the, the Falcons because, you know. George Kittle loves the Bears. <laughs> there's a whole lot happening with the NFC South and the Falcons and the Bears and in this podcast today. So thank you for listening. Nibel, what yeah, are you drinking, uh, bro? So I finally figured out what has some technical difficulties. I cracked the tab, but it, the tab didn't open. So like I did this, but it didn't do anything. It was like a false start. You haven't had one of those in a minute. Um, this was actually um, donated to us via Nader again. So thank you again, Nader. Shout it's um, Epic Brewing. Epic Brewing out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, don't know much about Epic Brewing, so I'm going to find out how epic they are. But, you know, they, they had orange on the, on the label, and I figured, you know, bears, orange, orange bears, might as well. And uh, this is a uh, tart and juicy sour IPA. So, tart just, uh, and juicy pour, sour IPA. Yep, pouring, it right into my, pouring it right into my Twisted Knot glass that we got from Twisted Knot Brewing earlier this year. Shout out Twisted Knot. Shout out yes, Sour sure. IPA, Epic Brewing. And uh, let's go ahead and try this. Look at that. Uh, My beer and your beer look the same, actually. Yeah, I mean, yours looks like an upside – Look, yours is kind of like a penis, but – Well, you know, I, I got it from a dickhead. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I got it from my buddy. Shout out to Shabbat. See, we got that glass from Twisted Knot. I got this glass. This is my Christmas present. From a Twisted present, Knot head. Huh? And this, is my Christmas, this is my Christmas present right here. Yeah, there we go. Merry Christmas. Cheers, Happy right Hanukkah. Now. I'm actually drinking – a sour too, but even though our beers look the same, this is a cash flow mm. from Two Tides Brewing collab with Jay Wakefield. Jay Wakefield, as we know, is in Miami. Two Tides yep. is in Savannah. I was in Savannah last week. I got to tell you, Savannah is pretty nice, man. We got to go check it out. There's a lot of good things happening in Savannah. Good food, good people, good vibes. Um, and some good beer, which I decided to bring some back. So shout out to Two oh, Tides. Cheers. And I believe How's the guys are met. It's great. Yeah. So this is a sour ale with mango, peach, raspberry, and vanilla. And it's called Cash Flow. But who do you think these guys are in the can? I'm trying to figure it out. Like, are they, or do they, do we know who these characters are? No, I'm pretty sure they're people who work at the brewery. It, I feel like be, uh, right? Jay Wakefield always puts like, people in their brewery on their on their labels okay well there you go so this is the glass this is the beer this is the cheers and this is my son that's pretty good so no shout out to savannah georgia i had a good time man um you know get y'all some some rest and relaxation for the holidays and shout out to john and alex they put our sticker up in the two tides tap nice. room. Two tides is pretty cool, man. It's like a, or it's a brewery inside of an old house. It's a brewery inside of an old house. Yeah, so nice. like the house was built in like the eighteen hundreds, 
and the top floor is like the tap room hmm. and the different rooms in the house. You had a kitchen, dining room, living room, bedroom, whatever, bathroom. All of that has now become like a hangout space. And there's pinball machines in one room. There's like nice couches in another room. There's a picnic table in like two of the rooms. There's, uh, a, you know, like a, a solo den area in one of the rooms. And you got like the balcony patio. Very cool brewing space. I'm not going to lie. Like it's actually one of the cooler breweries I've been to. Um, nice. And yeah, the beer was pretty good. They're doing, they did a collab with Ology. Uh, they did one with Dissolver which I had the barley wine down there. That was great. And then they did the one with Jay Wakefield, which is what I'm drinking, taking some pictures for y'all at Bears, Birds, and Brews. You know where to find this. Um, there we go. All right. I know so, I got some other things. I so say, tell me the flavor profile on this uh, sour, man. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. So the vanilla makes it very soft, which is nice. Like it's, it's very tart. You know, the, the flavor profile is very tart, but the mouthfeel is very smooth and creamy. So it's like, okay. you know, it, it, it's like, when, you know, when money is flowing, man, money is just flowing. Like it's hitting right, you know, and it feels what? good and it okay. feels natural. And then you got that cash flow. You got a little bit of vanilla to sweeten it out, to, to balance and mellow it. And then you definitely get the tart from the raspberry. For sure, and then the peach and the and the peach and the raspberry give you the tart, and I think the peach and the mango give you the color, and the vanilla just brings it all together in like a smooth blend. That again, if you like sour, it's great. If you want a traditional style of beer, it drinks like a normal beer. Um, you know, very creamy. So, but Two Tides has so many options. So even if this isn't up your alley, I'm sure you'll find something else over there. So hey, yeah, um, you know. Um, you know, Savannah is like the third largest St. Patrick's Day place in the world, maybe, or outside of Ireland. So, you know, go down to Savannah for Ireland once, you know, you get vaccinated and go ahead and check out Two Tides. Savannah for Ireland. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I had a flight down there. It was pretty great. I mean, I had barley wine, a sour, their uh, flagship IPA and a, a pilsner or lager actually you gotta go with a flight drive down there nice. then take a flight at two times that's what i did or fly down there but don't drive back yeah something you know whatever you gotta do just make sure you wear a mask be safe and uh Nibiru, what else what else you want to talk about i know i got some other stuff to um, say but you got any quick thoughts up front so i mean i can move on unless you have something to say real quick so i mean just going down the agenda i know what oh, you want to get if that's to. the case then cheers to me because I am the champion. I was about to say, I know you wanted, I, that's, I know that's what you wanted to get to. So since you let the kid out of the bag, this belt cheers is not to me. the bill. Yeah, cheers to you. This bow, 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 bow. WWE bow, 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 belt right here bow. says champion. I'm going to keep this, but I have a fantasy football trophy for you in my garage yeah. that I will get to you as soon as I can, my friend. Congratulations uh, on winning. Yeah. Thank you. The, the first COVID three fantasy time. championship. Three time. Three time champion. So, you know, show you love. How many times? Three time, three time, three time champion. There you go. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So what do you, what do you want to say about that? Cause this fantasy season was interesting. So I'm going to say that I am actually the um, champion, you know, the, the biggest champion known to universe, because not only did I win this league, I also won your brother's league. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. Okay. 
So, so yeah. that, that only, so I am the WCW and the WWF champion right now. Okay. Wow. Like I hold, yeah. I hold both belts and I'm going to say, man, it, it's been a rough year. It's, it's been crazy, but you know, you make adjustments, you have Kamara on your team, you get lucky and Aaron Rodgers doesn't play the second half of the fourth quarter and you just find a way to win. So you drink okay, a beer so and you find a way to win. In my brother's league, you had Kamara, it sounds like. Yep. So on Saturday night when that happened, what did you think? Um, so Saturday, so I'm not one to say that I've won before I've actually won. So everyone was like, you do that, right? exactly, you know, you know, 28 to three, you know. So right. everyone was kind of already saying, oh, Nabil, you won, you won. I didn't even respond, not even one response. And then um, I was going against my cousin who actually had Jeff Wilson Jr., who put up like 30 points the next day. It's not 55 points, but it's still 30 points. Yeah, there are and, a lot of players who had a lot of – like Mike Evans put up 40. There are so, some players – So yeah. I, I, I do need to give a shout-out to uh, Shabazz, actually, the guy who got you this glass. Um, because if hey, he would have made it to the you. championship round, he would have destroyed everybody because he had Kamara, Jeff Wilson Jr., Mike Evans, and Adam Thielen. Those four together put up 180 points on their own. Okay, and so for the people who don't know, like me, because I don't know, who, who's Jeff Wilson Jr.? I've never heard this guy. A running back on San Francisco who put up three touchdowns on Saturday. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. I, I didn't know that yeah. happened and or who he that was, but that's crazy. Um, I mean, San Francisco, you talk about running-wise, like what a crazy oh, season for them. Kyle Shanahan, best offensive mind in football. I know it hurts Atlanta fans, but best offensive mind in football. Yeah, also, well, it's too bad he didn't have a quarterback who could win him that game. So, you know, whatever. Uh, don't worry. He will soon games. enough. He will soon enough. Maybe even Matt yeah. Ryan. But uh, uh, before we do move on, also shout out to Ursulon, who I did beat, but he was a worthy opponent, and it worked out well. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you won our fantasy championship by like two points, though, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, no, two about points. Four. 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 Uh, but then Aaron uh, I, Rodgers, I got lucky with an Aaron Rodgers INT, with, which rarely happens. But I guess the car, I guess Mercury was in retrograde, and it just happened. Uh, all right. I, I mean, I don't want to rain on your parade, but you can't be an asshole if you don't know what you're talking about. That's not the case at all. But um, I don't know. What congrats that means. to you. Yeah, I know. You, I know you don't know what it means. That's why I'm telling you. You can't say it because you completely whiffed on that. But good try, I guess. Congratulations yeah. on winning a championship. Um. And some less fortunate news, just really got to say shout out, rest in peace to Phil Necro, Brave Legend. I actually met him one time, believe it or not, nice. off Pleasant Hill. There's a great chicken spot in the place I met him now, so I go back there quite a bit. But I met Phil Necro, he died over the weekend, which is sad. And then the wrestling world actually lost a guy named Brody Lee, uh, or his real name is John Huber, but he was Luke Harper in WWE, and then Brody Lee in AEW, and... I'm not going to lie, as a wrestling fan, I was actually pretty bummed out this weekend. I got my little AEW stress ball from when I went to pep rally. Um, yeah, rest in peace to those guys. It was sad what happened to Brody Lee. He was in a match, and he died from a lung injury. I believe it was a punctured lung. So a non-COVID-related lung issue. The last match he had was a very brutal match called the dog collar match, where he and his opponent were tied at the neck. His opponent was Cody or Cody Rhodes. So Dusty Rhodes' son was actually this guy's last match on TV, Brody Lee's last match on TV. Very vicious match. And I guess at some point in the match, 
there was an injury that happened and Brody Lee had to go off the air with a lung injury and he unfortunately never recovered. He died over the weekend. He's 41 years old. Um, so wrestling fans all over the world, you know, it, it hurt this weekend. I'm not going to lie. It actually did hurt a little bit. Um, but life happens and if people do what they love, you can't, you got to take it for what it is. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, I, is there, and you got any thoughts on board? Although if we can get into the Falcons. I mean, uh, you know, rest of peace to both of them. I mean, I never got to see Phil Negro play. I never, unfortunately, never got to see Brody Lee wrestle. But, you know, their impact has been seen, you know, everywhere. So, you know, rest of peace to both of them. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. And um, sorry, I'm just posting this on Instagram. But, uh, you know, over the weekend, of course, life goes on. And so we had football over the weekend. And we had the Falcons versus the Chiefs, man, which was – I think obviously anytime the defending uh, champion is on your schedule, either in fantasy or in the real NFL, you know it. <laughs> and uh, so the Falcons had the defending champion Chiefs this weekend. Did you get a chance to watch the game, Bill? I did. I mean, I, I, I had interest in it. Mahomes is my quarterback, so I, I was watching it. Okay. And um, so what did you think when you were watching the game? Because obviously I have a bunch of thoughts, but, you know, we'll get to your thoughts. Um, so I was thinking, what the hell is happening? I mean, I thought Mahomes would have at least given me two touchdowns at minimum, if not three or four, and at least 300 yards. But nah, Mahomes got one touchdown and I think like 200 and change. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what is this Falcons defense? I don't understand it. Like, you know, for a half, they played great against Tampa, then they are garbage. And then this week, they played four amazing quarters of defense against the, I'll also say the best quarterback in the league. Some people can say um, it's Aaron Rodgers, you know, 1A, 1B, I don't care. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, is Patrick Mahomes. And you essentially shut down the best quarterback in the league. You slowed down the best tight end in the league. And you kept one of the most explosive wide receivers out of the end zone. And you picked off the best quarterback actually twice. This one time you just dropped the ball by accident. Like um, A.J. Terrell, you're talking about A.J. Terrell. Yeah, I mean, what like what was that? What was that? I mean, if if I've ever seen like a re a game tape of why Raheem Morris should be interviewed multiple times for this head coaching job, I mean, like I'm not saying Raheem Morris should be the head coach of the Falcons next year, but like if if you want like you know the ultimate trump card to be like, hey, I should be the head coach of the Falcons next year, I would just put that down every time. Be like, hey, if it wasn't for our kicker making this missing this field goal. The defense was right. The defense was there. I mean, if anything, I you got to blame the offense for this game. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, I'd say I don't know what I said on the show last week, and I know I say a bunch of crazy stuff sometimes. I mean, but, none of us know what to say on the show any week. But I, yeah. Well, the people who listen do, and we appreciate y'all very much. But uh, don't forget to like, and subscribe, and share, and follow us on social media at Bears, Birds, and Brews. Now. Um, I think, you know, it's, I told people, I don't know if I told you in the bill, but I told people, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Falcons win this game or, and, or if they played well, I can, I can take screenshots and prove it to you. I told, I mean, multiple people but, but, but just for the record, the game. but, but just for the record, I feel like you say that every week. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's yes or no. I mean, but this week, again, this is the, this is the game with the chiefs. This is a game where – uh, 
I, I, I'm just saying you say that every week. Well, the Falcons are certainly good enough to win. So I don't see yeah. any reason why I can't say that. If I told you at the beginning of the season the Falcons were a top five pick in the offseason, you would have assumed that Matt Ryan went down early in the year and they had no, nobody to I play them. Or you I, just I would have assumed that they're a bad team. Which they are. They are a bad team. They are, and we saw that. But we also saw that they can be a very good team, and they're right there when they need Atlanta against Atlanta. They, I mean, it, like it, nobody would have been surprised. Nobody was surprised last year when the Falcons beat the 49ers. And, yeah, that might have been a revenge game to some degree. But don't forget, the 49ers, the only game they lost after that Falcons game was the Super Bowl. Like, when, when that happened last year, nobody in Atlanta was surprised. When it happened on Sunday – Nobody in Atlanta was surprised that, hey, this team is actually yeah. here to play. And I you think some play people were surprised. But some people were. But if you, if you watch the Falcons like I watch the Falcons, like we watch the Falcons, then you're not surprised at all. I'm speaking from the person who knows this team more than the average NFL fan does. And they played exceptionally well. I mean, in the first half, you know, slow moving the ball, whatever. I think – What's crazy to me is, Nabil, do you remember last year the Bears lost to the Chargers because Cody Parkey missed a kick at the end of the game, right? It was Eddie Pinero, but yes. Yeah, okay. We Eddie were watching Pinero, that at Black Bear Tavern. Yeah, shout out to Black Bear Tavern. So, after that game, do you remember what you said? Um, no, probably, probably me being mad at the kicker, saying the kicker should have made the field goals. No, Kickers got to make field goals. Kickers don't matter. But you were, you were mad at Mitch Trubisky, actually. And oh, yeah, said, because he should, have, he should have scored way before that. It shouldn't have come down to the you. kicker. Okay, so that's kind of my – that was my stance after the game on Sunday is, hey, Koo's been good. He's been good for you all year. He's been more reliable for you all year than you needed him to be. And the reason he's been so successful all year is because you've had issues in the red zone. And what did we see in that game on Sunday? I guess I could pull up the red zone numbers. But essentially, I'll tell you, the Falcons had multiple opportunities to put the Chiefs away, and they should have, and they could not. So much so, at one point, the Falcons picked off the Chiefs going into the end zone. Foyle Lou kind of runs the ball back 40 to 50 yards the other way, 60 yards almost. He almost had a pick six. And what happened on the three next plays? Sack, sack, and punt. That's And, like, maybe a game for, like, three or four yards. But they had two sacks on that ensuing possession and almost had a pick six and instead got zero. They didn't even get three points out of that. So the Falcons had multiple opportunities to win this game on Sunday. I'm not blaming it on the kicker because it should have never come down to that. Uh, I'm not even blaming it on the defense because, like you said, the defense played exceptionally well. Maybe better than most people expected them to play. Listen, I'll tell you this. If you ever hold Patrick Mahomes to 278, two touchdowns and an interception – as a defensive, defensive philosophy, defensive coordinator, you've done more than your job. You've I done mean, more than your job. that's the lowest point total the, the Chiefs have scored all year, I believe. I can confirm. Give me one moment. Yeah. I mean, check that out. I'm going to keep sipping this beer. It's very good. <laughs> Man, I do like that. And I got some pictures up for us online. Yep. The, that is the lowest they've been held to this year. And, okay, so, Neville, if you can – do me a favor and check out the pa- – well, we don't even need to check it out. But the Packers were held to 30 points by this Falcons defense earlier this year too. 
And at that point, it was the lowest number of points the Packers had scored in a game all year as well. Um, certainly, they've, they've lost uh, and scored only 20 points in a game since then. But at that point, in like week four or five, this defense, again, did what it was supposed to do. Granted, it's Dan Quinn's defense, but still. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was week four. So holding them to 30 points, I mean, yes, that was the lowest they were held to. But, I mean, that was way too early to be like, that's a good enough step because they've been held to less multiple times after that. Yeah, yeah, right. And they've, they've also won a lot more games after that too, right? I mean, that's yeah. like we – but essentially, this Falcons defense has life and it has potential as we've seen them do, grand, albeit against Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr earlier this year. So the Falcons are a mess. That's the only way that you can put it. It's the most bizarre thing that could have happened. And, of course, it happened to Atlanta. I'm not blaming it on any one player, but I will say red zone issues have always been a problem this season, and we saw them be a problem in Sunday's game. And that's more or less why you lost the game, because you can't say your defense blew it. Not this time, right? No, I mean, no. I mean, your defense actually put them in position. I mean, your defense got them in position to get – to stop the Casey, was that a turnover at the end that, or was that like a fourth? No, actually, no, it was just the Falcons driving down. So the offense did get you on position to win, to tie the game at least, but. But, but again, yeah, same thing happened with the Bears last year. Yeah. And you said yeah. that the, they shouldn't have had to but, kick a field goal. In that but, but see, but the only difference I'll say is this, Kansas City is the better team in this situation. Yeah. Last year, the Bears were the better team than the Chargers. So I, I will say it, it's not – again, I don't think it's apples to apples. It's a little different. I mean, nine times out of ten, the Chiefs will destroy the Falcons. This was the – you know, this was the one unicorn where it's different. Uh, um, that, I mean, that, yeah, that Bears will... Chargers game, I would say maybe, you know, it could be a 50-50 shot. Maybe a 60-40 shot Bears would win. But, you know, but also at that time – it was very different, and each team was in very different situations. I mean, that was also the middle of the season. This is the end of the season. Uh, Falcons are already out. So it was a, it was a, it was a letdown game. It is a very apples to oranges comparison, but I think if you look at it from the concept of any given Sunday, and hey, this team has Calvin Ridley who balled out. They have Matt Ryan who played pretty well. They put themselves in position. Like the Jets even won two games. Not, not even one. They won two games. Yeah. You know, which any given which Sunday it could happen. Right. I mean, yeah. the Jets beat the best damn defense in the NFL right now. Okay. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, all right. So question. Um, you put out a very weird, I'm going to say it's weird because it was very weird and confusing to me. Tweet on Sunday after the Falcons lost about it not being, uh, and I may have misinterpreted. I'm not trying to just say it incorrectly, but vaguely you somehow said that, it's not good for the Falcons to have a top five pick, essentially, or something along the lines well, of Well, I said it just makes things complicated. It makes things complicated, and here's why. With a top five pick, you have two options, right? Let's say you either trade back and you load up a haul, or you take the best player available at, at, at a top five position, which is uh, – I mean, you know, that's, that's what you need. That's what most teams would love to have that. Or, or you can trade up. I mean, that's also an option. Okay, so okay, so you yeah. could trade up, uh, and and that's those are the three options you have with every draft pick. Mm-hmm. So but now, when you're when just, you're the when you're the Falcons and you have a top five pick, 
most top five, if you could pick any position player, one through five, right, and you rank them most valuable, probably put quarterback at number one and defensive end at number two, right, or linebacker or something, right? No, you go down the I, list. I'd go quarterback, quarterback number one. De- quarterback, defensive end, uh, elite offensive lineman, corner. That's okay. how it is. I, it's interesting because I actually hate the idea of taking a corner early in the in the draft, but that's we can talk about that. I mean, later. I do, I do as well, but like the analytics say, a corner is more highly ranked than. So the the way the analytics go is if you number one is always quarterback. After that, it's ways to stop the quarterback or to protect the quarterback. Receiver should never be in your top five. Yeah, running I, back I mean, should I, never be in your top five. I don't even think inside linebacker should be in your top five. Okay, see, I was going to say linebacker. If you're talking about elite linebacker, like truly elite, you know, um, a Hall of Famer like a Brian Erlacher, if you will. Like, gen- talent like that is pretty great. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, my, my thoughts have actually changed on that, but yeah, keep going. So, okay, so now the Falcons are in a position to have a top five pick. I mean, what do you do? Do you draft the quarterback of the future who, if it's Justin Fields, honestly, has not played extremely well this season – and maybe got into the playoff, the college football playoffs this weekend, kind of, you know, on benefit of that sort of deal. They won, but they only played eight games. He hasn't looked good. He didn't look good in the Big Ten Championship. Um, and so do you take Justin Fields at, at a top five pick? Because some mock drafts have him falling to Atlanta now at three mm-hmm. to four. He right? may be there. Um, do you trade back and, and take the haul? Okay, great. But – how often do you can you or are you able to a get a top five pick and or b get a quarterback in the top five, which every franchise needs, especially when you do have a veteran who will be on his way out the door sooner rather than later, if not next year, but two to three years from now, um, or do you trade up and give away more of your franchise's future by going after the quarterback in the future now when you potentially already have one? So the reason I say it's complicated for the Falcons is do you take the top five pick and take a quarterback with it? Or do you say, Hey, we have our quarterback and we're going to get all the pieces that we need to get this quarterback into a winning position in a two year window versus a four year window slash. You also have to figure out who the head coach is going to be. It's going to make whatever you do in the draft work. It's very complicated. So, so, uh, again, this doesn't really compute in my head. So I, I just need to ask you because this isn't, this isn't the, the statement doesn't make sense to me. So let me just ask you, would you prefer to have the number 15th pick over the top five pick? Um, would I prefer to have the 15th pick over the top five pick? I mean, do I have to say it matters? Like, I don't care. I, at this point, as a Falcons fan, I do not care. What I so, care about, what I care about as no, a Falcons no, no. fan is get it right on the field. So, so no, no, that, that's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. I mean, that that that, that that's that's uh, that's of, of course you want to get it right. I mean, that that's yeah, that's, that's obvious. That's all I care about. So, but but that, but then I'm just going back to your tweet, which didn't make sense to me. So, fifteenth pick. Would you rather have that or the fifth pick? To me, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because what do I what do I need? I need a defensive end. Is there a defensive end okay. in this draft who's worthy of taking the top five? As questionable at best. Right now they're saying the defensive end from uh, Miami is. That's what they're right. saying. And, that, and that's questionable at best given the year that we've had. He also has a bowl game tonight, actually. So we're going to find out if he's 
worthy of if he's ready to go. One and then two. I mean, bowl games tell you nothing. Bowl games got the Bears, Mitchell. So then, so. so then, either way, the you need a defensive end. Is there one that you want to spend the top five pick on? Is he a reach? Then trade back and get fifteen. I don't care what you do. However, if you have a top five pick, that's what most teams are trading up for anyway. You're already so, there. What do you do with it? So again, I wouldn't. I, I think you thinking it makes it more complicated doesn't make sense to me because if anything, having a top five pick with assets with a quarterback already on the roster with offensive already, the offense already set on the roster and some defensive pieces already set on the roster, it gives you more assets and more, more, more things for the GM, the future GM to Work with. I never said it's a bad situation. I just said that there's a lot. It, of it implied it. The, the, the complex in, implied it. But well, it, um, it's a complex job either way. Even if you have a one pick and you're going to take Trevor Lawrence, it's still very complex. Because you have to figure out what else to... you're going to make work around that. Okay. Um, okay. I, I was just trying to get clarification because I just didn't understand that. Um, well, I'm so... sure you didn't get any. So that's great. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me, to be honest. But all right, so I am going to say I'm going to throw a bold prediction out there. You know, I'm going to – before we move – so we can talk real quick about the uh, Falcons and Buccaneers and move on to the Bears. But I am going to throw a Falcons bold prediction out there because if I don't have a bold prediction before the year is over, you know, what's 2020 even worth? Last right? podcast of 2020. Oh, yeah. Sure. There we go. Bold prediction. The Falcons' new GM is going to be Rick Smith. And Rick Smith is going to work his way to get – Gary Kubiak on the coaching staff somehow. I, I don't know who the head coach is going to be. I don't know what's going to happen, but Rick Smith and Gary Kubiak go back to Houston. You know, they both work mm-hmm. in Houston together. I'm following uh, So um, Gary Kubiak, he's the one who taught Kyle Shanahan everything. Of course, Kyle Shanahan learned from his father as well, but he, uh, Kyle Shanahan's first offensive coordinator job was actually under Gary Kubiak, not under his father. So um, that's my prediction. Uh, Rick Smith will be the GM. Gary Kubiak will be on the coaching staff somehow, some way. I don't know as an OC, I don't know as a quarterback coach, offensive line coach. I don't think he'll be the head coach, but if you can make him the head coach, that will be phenomenal. But I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like he doesn't want to go be a head coach anymore. Um, and yeah, I mean, and from there, like, they'll figure out is Matt Ryan the guy, is Julio the guy. Are we going to draft the quarterback at five? Are we not? But so, what Gary do you Kubiak think the Falcons will do at five? Do you think they'll trade back, or do you think they'll stay put? It depends on the head coaches, right? Which is again, that's that's part of the complexity here. It's like you have well, to figure out who's going to be doing what in what system, but, but before you figure out what you're going to do in the draft. I but think. everyone who, but but everyone with a new job has the exact. I mean, the Jaguars have the exact same. Jaguars have a bigger complex system, so. That, Again, that that's why I'm saying it's very complex. That's why I'm saying it's very complicated. No matter, even if you don't look at it from the scrutiny of like, oh, it's complex in a difficult way. It's complex in general. It's just the, the nuances with the Falcons situation. No other team in the top five, maybe Texans, and they don't even have a top five pick. No other team in the top five is kind of in the position that the Falcons are in, arguably. I mean, but I can also say no one in the top five in the position the Jaguars are in. No one in the top five for the position the Jets are. And I mean, you can say that for any team. Uh, no, they both need a quarterback, actually. So that's totally no, but, 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 you know, uh, Jaguars have a top five pick. They have the number one pick. They have the most salary cap in the NFL. 
So again, it's not the same situation, but it is a very complex situation. So it was just, again, well, that's why I didn't understand what you meant. In terms of what you need in the draft. And the Jets situation is also complicated too, because you do have a quarterback yeah. and exactly. you have another top pick. The Jets situation is almost just as complicated as the Falcons situation. So if you can so, see that, then you kind of see where I'm trying to get at. Anyway, Falcons versus Bucks. I don't know what's going to happen. I think the Bucks what do you want? still get – what do I want? Again, we've talked about this before. I don't know what I want. I don't, at this point, I, I would never say I want the Falcons to lose, ever. And like, I can't see it happening, even if it means we get the number one pick next year, which we wouldn't. I, I can't – as a fan, I can't say I want the Falcons to lose or tank. I want them to be good even when they're tanking and rebuilding. So I want the Falcons to win. I want, I want Matt Ryan to get his first win – against Tom Brady, either it's the Bucs or the Patriots, it doesn't matter. I want him to get a win against Tom Brady for the first time. I think you're playing – and Tom Brady is playing for the number one seed in the NFC. I, I don't think they – are. is that not possible for them anymore? Yeah, the Saints already clinched. So the Saints, Saints clinched are, the South. The South. Okay. But the, so, I think they can – the first seed in the NFC is still available, I believe so. Yes, it is. But, but – the but, Tampa can't get it because Tampa can't win the South. Okay. So then, either I don't think that Tom Brady's not coming to play a good game. I mean, I think but, he knows but he has to get say, ready for the playoffs. According to the playoff machine, um, if, if Tampa loses, they go from being the fifth to the sixth seed. Which, and why that, why that does make a difference is because the fifth seed plays the champion of the NFC least. So Tom Brady's coming to play because I'm pretty sure Tom Brady would rather play the Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys, the Giants versus playing Seattle. And Absolutely. also I, I, I'm pretty sure he would rather go somewhere on the East Coast versus going all the way to the West Coast to Seattle. So Tom Brady's going to come to play. Yeah, and, and they also – they are in the playoffs. So it's not like they don't have to have the rhythm and their timing down – they need to – their execution needs to be better. They have to play a different game. I mean, their rhythm and timing was on last week. <laughs> yeah, and they, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they can't just do it last week, take a week off, and then go into week one of the playoffs and not having it down. They have – I mean, you have to get that machine ready to play. They have more meaningful football left to play starting now. Um, mm -hmm. So they're already in playoff mode, essentially, and I don't think that you can expect them to not be. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you look at Falcons, you guys might have incentives on the field that you need to get. What do I want? I want to see a good game. I want to see Matt Ryan get his first win against Tom Brady. However, if the game ends and the Falcons end up with the top five pick in the NFL draft, it's a win-win. Even if you lose, it's a win. I guess that's my answer. For I think case. they could still move up to top four if they lose and that's some other stuff works out. Yeah, so. so you could get a top five pick even if you lose this game. Great. If you win this game, you might still get a top five pick. Who knows? So yeah. that's kind of – it's a win-win situation for the Falcons this weekend as long as we get a good, clean <laughs> – competitive football game but I know we kind of ran on time with this thing so I'm gonna ask you to make this Bears segment do what you do man what happened was the Bears are in the playoffs my friend almost no whoa 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 Bears are not in the playoffs they are in track in route I said almost almost yeah uh, you, you said a little late you uh, I don't need you jinxing I don't need like you know but yeah uh yeah Bears on route I mean Bears Jacksonville. That was exactly what it, what we thought it was going to be. Um, Bears beat Jacksonville. You know, uh, Mitch looked fine. Was um, it exactly what you thought it was going to be? Did you did you see a forty point Bears performance coming out of that? Um, and two touchdowns from Jimmy Graham. 
I mean, and the rushing touchdown from Mitch Trubisky is that is that what okay. you foresaw in the bill? That that not verbatim, but it was like I I knew the Bears were going to win. I had the Bears okay. winning. Okay. Um, I you know we you can pull the tape from last week. I'm pretty sure I said the Bears are going to win by a decent amount. You know, we can pull the tape. That's the um, Jaguars, dude. I really like the yeah. Falcons for too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, I will say one thing. The defense is still looking shoddy, not looking as good as, you know, I thought they would. I thought they would completely demolish the Jaguars, you know, on, on defense, but they didn't. But that's fine. I mean, you know, we were down Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson. So that's two guys that we need to get back next week because if those two guys aren't back next week, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers will tear us apart. So I will say that. Um, the, the thing that actually has the biggest concern to me coming out of Sunday was the reports, the reports coming out of, you know, Chicago right now, or NFL executives right now is that, um, all three people are coming back. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, and Mitch, all three are potentially coming back. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. I don't know if that's going to work. I mean, I, I don't think we've done enough to say, yeah, let's do one last dance. Let's bring the whole crew back. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, Mitch has looked good the past three weeks, but he's also played bottom five defenses for the last three weeks. Um, He lost. He blew the game against Detroit. He threw a horrible interception against the Jaguars this week. I mean, yes, there is some good with Mitch, but there's more. There's still equally as bad. I mean, so this week is going to be big on that. Like not only could we make the playoffs if we beat, if we beat the Packers, but, if if Mitch leads the Bears to beating the Packers, and it, it doesn't even have to be Mitch, you know, throwing three touchdowns. It could be David Montgomery running for three touchdowns. But if Mitch is like the quarterback during this whole event, he'll be back next year. Like I I, I think he will literally have his contract signed at his uh, at his loss. Even even if they the miss, even if they miss the playoffs, like one and done in the playoffs. Yeah. And if they're one of them in the playoffs, I still think they're going to – like, I'm not saying this is what I want. I'm saying this is what I think is going to happen. But That's you want him happen. to be sent out of town and you want to get a veteran Not necessarily. I don't want Mitch gone. I just don't want to rush into it. I mean, the, if, if I can go back to last offseason, I didn't say I didn't want Nick Foles. I said I know what, that's what the Bears are going to do. But I also said I don't want the Bears to rush into a quarterback. I mean, it's a long offseason. Wait and see. Just wait and see what happens. Especially I mean, with COVID, we didn't know. I mean, uh, New England waited and see, and they got Cam Newton, and it looked great for three weeks, and then he got COVID, and then I don't know if that had something. I don't think that, his that, shoulder that is going to be the same. Yeah. It seems like oh, he might be done. He'll, he'll never be the same as he used to be, but yeah, I'll like tell it. you this. I mean, I mean, but, you know, if the Bears were to wait and see, the Bears wouldn't have given him a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. We probably could have gotten Nick Foles for a lot cheaper if he really wanted Nick Foles. Um, you know, there have been so many more options if you were just waited, but instead they rushed into Nick Foles. I don't want the same thing to happen this offseason. Don't rush into signing Mitch to a contract. Wait and see. I mean, you know, like, what do you think someone else is going to knock, knock on Mitch's door and say, hey, here's $20 million for a contract. Come over here. No one's doing that. No one's going to do that. So – Right. At this point, I get it. I get it. Like, I just don't want it to be rushed. And next thing we know, Bears are eliminated week one in the playoffs. And the next day, they had, they hold a conference at Hallis Hall. We're bringing all three back. Here's Mitch's one year contract for $20 million. And it's like, wait, what? Why? I just don't want to rush into anything. Just 
Take it slow. Okay. Okay. So can't rush into anything. You do have the Packers coming up. Essentially, the Bears have to be in playoff mode, too. The Bears are in playoff Definitely. mode. Definitely. I mean, the Bears have been in playoff mode since that loss to Detroit because if they would have gotten one more loss after that, they were eliminated. So Bears are in playoff mode already. Um, I will say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not looking human. I mean, he's looking like he got the Patrick Price or the Rodgers well, I would say, State Farm. Man, I would say that, honestly, it seems like the Packers look like they're ready to be back in the Super Bowl. You know, last I mean, year I think they got exposed is running a little perfectly. bit. Yeah, last year they got exposed a little bit, but this year it seems like they're a much better team and they address their weaknesses. And honestly, good luck stopping the Packers if you have to play them. I mean, it's very possible that we might see Packers versus you know Tom, Aaron Rodgers might have to go through Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. I mean, not all three of them, but two of those three potentially, yeah. and then. Patrick Mahomes, if it comes down to it, in order to win this championship. And and it looks like they can do it, honestly. I mean, I feel like the Packers are probably now the class of the NFC and look like they might be ready to win. I think you and I are in opposite spectrums. I don't want to see the Packers in the Super Bowl. You don't want to see the Saints in the Super Bowl. But I think we want the other to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it, yeah, I, the Saints could also do that. Again, the NFC yeah. playoffs are going to be absolutely incredible because you're going to get like three to four amazing dream quarterback matchups, whether it's Brady versus Wilson, Breeze versus Rodgers, or you flip that around, you're likely to see that in the NFC playoffs. It's going to be really good. Um, okay, uh, before we move forward and we move fast, I just got to say shout out to the Masters. I got my hat over the weekend. Shout out to my plug. Masters might not have an audience again in 2021. If you find out that happens, you heard it here first at Bears, Birds, and Brews. Also, shout out to Masuma for tagging us on Instagram from Three Taverns Imaginarium. Um, we appreciate that. And if you tag us on Instagram at Bears, Birds, and Brews, drinking a beer or doing anything sports related, we will repost it if it's safe for work ish. Right? Yeah, right I mean, I mean, you know, the other, the other DMs. You, you do, you will figure it out. <laughs> right. There you go. I like that. Um, yo, I know the Cardinals need to do, they need to win this weekend in order to make the playoffs. Isn't that right, Debo? Uh, Cardinals need to win. I need them to lose. So uh, it's uh, Cardinals versus Rams. Rams are favored by one. Um, okay. This is also the backup quarterback game because it looks like Jared Goff is out and potentially Kyler Murray might be out as well. So it, it's going to be. Who would the Cardinals' game. backup quarterback be? Cardinals, I have no idea. I think the Rams is something Wolford. He hasn't thrown a pass John in the league Wolford, yet. Yeah, John Wolford. So I'm going to bring this down to who the better head coaches, and I'm pretty sure McVay is a better head coach. Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury, mm-hmm. Kingsbury. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go Rams, seventeen, Cardinals fourteen. Oh, we're just going to go straight to predictions like that. Oh, I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, I'm my bad. Oh, okay. I was just saying, yeah, if we want to talk about playoffs or whatever. But, yeah, okay. So, a lot of good NFL games this weekend and some college football playoff games. I'm going to take – I'm going to take the uh, the Cardinals, actually. I think the Cardinals know they need to win. And uh, so, I'm going to take I mean, Arizona. Everyone knows they need to win. I'm going to take Arizona 20-17. to 17. But even uh, – we talked about this off air, but the Rams can still make the playoffs if they lose this game. So yeah. I think I think Arizona is going to get the W, and I'm going to take Arizona 20 to 17. Okay, 
Right. Uh, um, that might be the best prediction the- I've ever made. That might be like the best, most like genuinely accurate prediction I've ever made on this show. I mean, we'll check the record, then we'll find out. Uh, let's just go to the Falcons real quick. Falcons at Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus six and a half. All right. I know I said I want Matt Ryan to get his win over Tom Brady. You say a I lot, you. And I think you're going to see the opposite. I think you're going to see Tampa win 31 17. Um, the Falcons are a bad team. We know they're a bad team. They've been a bad team for like two or three years now. They're playing against them. This is like the biggest, most important playoff game the Falcons have had in like two seasons. And they're going to get blown out the water. I'm going to say 31-17. And that's being nice. But I'm going to take Tampa on that. I have the Falcons winning 27-24. Okay. Any last-minute heroics? Is it going to be a good game? Seems like it's, it. going to be, it's going to be a young hoe redeeming himself. 27-24. Hey. Uh, I'm not worried about Mr. Cool. Don't worry. You worry. But, all right, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky and the Bears are hosting Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers – uh, in Chicago off Lakeshore Drive. Uh, the Bears are – no, the Packers are favored at minus five and a half. What you got? The yeah. What you got? What you got? I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I think – I think the Packers are going to win this game. Uh, and I think the Packers are going to win this game like – probably like 34-21. All right. Um, I think the, the Bears will probably come back down to earth after this game. And for your sake – I kind of hope they do. Isn't that right? Because if the Bears lose this game, I mean, it's less likely than that. I mean, at this point, I want the Bears to make the playoffs because, like, whatever they could have done by missing the playoffs, they've already ruined. So they just got to make the playoffs now. So I got the Bears winning 20 – 27 – no, sorry, 24-21. 24-21. And – are you are you are you feeling this game is more than your average Packers Bears game? Yeah, right. Every Packers Bears game is more than the, the most important Packers Bears game is the next Packers Bears game. So yes, there it's gonna. It, everyone knows what's on the line. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers loves to destroy the Bears. Loves to destroy the Bears' hopes. The Bears hate Aaron Rodgers. The Bears hate the Packers. So well, and also the Packers embarrassed the Bears the last time up in on Lambeau. So there is going to be a little like the defense better show up. The defense better be playing extra this week because I'm pretty sure the Packers put up like 40 points on this last time, maybe even more. So yeah, I I think there will be a little extra on the Bears side. Okay, good. I just wanted to the extra is there. It's a playoffs, and and then there's the whole redeeming yourself, and the only this is the only chance you have until next fall, right? I mean. Yeah. You're not going to see that. And I will say that, like, just like Dan Quinn, I mean, the Bears players love playing for Matt Nagy. He may not be a good play caller, but he's a he's a coach that, like Dan Quinn, the players love playing for him. Hey, so, you will never – To that. See your point, Bill, you will never win three games in a row at any sport, at any team, if you don't buy in, right? Yeah. Like you, you, don't, you don't gel unless you believe in the system, right? Yeah. Um, okay. And then just for fun, we'll end this show. I know we're running a little long, although I'm sure that uh, – Let's not do points. Let's just do overall who's yeah. winning. Let's give it quick. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So college football playoffs, are you excited? Are you going to watch? I know you're going to watch. Friday, all day I'm definitely going to watch. 2021, three games of football, two college football playoff games, Notre Dame and Alabama. Alabama minus 19 and a half. What do you Alabama. think is happening? I'll just take Alabama. I mean, Alabama's going to win. Will they cover? I say no. I don't think they'll cover, but they'll win. All right. When I went to two tides, 
the glasses on the cups on the fight glasses said like something about rise with the tide. And one of them was a sour and it was like a crimson maroon sour. So I'm just saying if at some point on their Instagram this weekend, you see something that alludes to roll tide rolling, you know, that's because Alabama was going to win this game and they're going to whoop their ass. And I hope, I hope they embarrass the hell out of Notre Dame because I don't want to see the gold dome in the college football playoffs anymore. Ohio State, Clemson, my mind changed about this game earlier today. I think Clemson's going to blow them out of the water. Last year, this was a damn good game. This was maybe one of the best college football games of the season last year in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, uh, where Justin Fields threw the pick in the end zone at the end of the game. Um, but I think Clemson is going to win this, and I think you're going to see Clemson Alabama again. Uh, Clemson wins by double digits, even though they're favored by seven and a half. I think I got uh, I got Clemson winning, but I have it as a very close game. I got Clemson winning by three. Really, I uh, Clemson is the only team in America that's top ten in defense and offense. The boat, did you know that? Uh, I know it now. So I, I Clemson Alabama. We'll talk about it when the time comes. Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to the Bears Packers week. I'm not even thinking about college football. So All right there you go. So when the time comes on Sunday. You know where to find me in the bill at Bears, Birds, and Brews. On Friday, you know where to find me in the bill. It's going to be in front of a TV, on the couch, with some beverages in our hand. You can be there. All you got to do is tag us at Bears, Birds, and Brews Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and especially on Sunday. Bears, happy Packers, day. Falcons, Bucks. Happy Monday, Week 17. Tuesday, happy day. We made it a full Wednesday, NFL Thursday, happy season, day. Friday, Saturday, happy day. Happy day. Yep. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, drink safely. Happy, cra- happy craft brew year. I made that up. Cheers.